What's your name? My name's Megan. What's yours? My name's Brooke. Oh my gosh, the codependent <laughs> thing to say would be, my name's Megan. Oh, Because <laughs> that's right. what I just said. <laughs> I'm Megan times two. <laughs> Brooke! Megan! We're back. It's a new day. Yes. A new pod. It's a new day. It's a new... Okay, well. You know, we tried something. It didn't work. <laughs> I Luckily, immediately regret that, actually. <laughs> Can we edit that out even though we don't know how to edit yet? <laughs> I'll try. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Fun fact, everybody. We just talk all the way through. No editing because I'm yeah. still trying to figure out how to do that without making it sound really choppy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not learning it at all. I just want you guys to listen to us raw and unfiltered. <laughs> We're just raw dog in the pod. And that is... <laughs> God, that's amazing. That's Wait, that's our next merch. <laughs> Raw dog in the pod. <laughs> Please stay tuned oh for hats. <laughs> we will have shirts and hats that say that's with the inappropriate <laughs> imaging. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of inappropriate, we're talking about the workplace today. Yeah, we're right. talking about <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's the transition, topic, yeah. as I just said. That okay. Don't ever say that in the workplace. <laughs> by the way, raw talking anything. This is a not safe for work <laughs> podcast for many reasons now. Yeah. Um. But the question we're answering is: What does codependency look like in the workplace? What does it look like, Megan? It looks like oh a lot gosh. of things. It looks like doesn't a lot it? of things with a lot of different people and a lot of different nuances. Uh, you know, I was talking to people who are friends of mine who have listened to the pod and they were saying that how they experience codependency most often is in work the workplace which is super interesting because for yeah. some reason I pass that up entirely mm-hmm. in my head as like a thing that matters it like can't exist there or something yeah right right but it totally does and if yeah. you think about it we spend most of us or a lot mm-hmm. of us spend eight hours in our workplace yeah. so it's like of course it exists there of course <laughs> and actually I think what I said in the last one about friendship applies to this one because we actually don't get a lot of uh, like guidance of how to relate to coworkers either. I know. Like in friendship, we don't get a lot of guidance with that either. So it's like, of course it's going to come up because there's really no guidelines. There's no foundation mm. for how this should be going. It's uncharted territory. Yes. Why are we doing so many voices this episode? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? It's because our personalities are coming out and we do that often. <laughs> that is true. We've been a little silly today in general. We, I love it. It's hot and we're... It's hot, you guys. <laughs> our studio is really hot. Like... Oh my gosh. Well, we can't have the fan on because it's too loud. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. we're just going to swelter in the heat for you, mm-hmm. our pod squad. Oh, wait, we can't call them that. Oh, Dang yeah. It. Well, we'll find another one. Yeah, we'll come up with we'll something. We'll come up with some Codependency. Email, uh, email do you like us pod at gmail.com and tell us what you think you guys as listeners should be called. Yeah, tell us what you right? want us to Or us be. as a community should be called. Yeah. So we can be, you know, we are included in the community. <laughs> so codependent of me to be like, you guys are the community. I don't even, I don't want to be a part of it. I didn't even want to be a part of it. Don't worry. Don't, right. don't have to include me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my I have gosh. no wants or needs in this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. how should we tackle this? I think we're going to talk about the workplace in two different categories. Yeah. First, how a manager can be. Um, codependent and then how an employee can be codependent yes okay but between each other right yeah or employee to manager but like 
like, from the manager's lens and then from the employee's lens. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you, or, uh, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Well, I think that we should talk about the idea of favorites. Yes. 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 Managerially. I don't know if that's Which a word. never exists. There's never a favorite in a workplace. No, never. Just note the sarcasm there. <laughs> it's so common. And I think actually as we were writing these up, it's it kind of came up as like there are colloquial words that we all use in the workplace of like you're the favorite, you're the teacher's pet, you're the this, you're the this. But it could be people-pleasing codependent tendencies that are coming up and we've just labeled it as something else, you know? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. there he, he just has a favorite. And it's like, well, it's really like a deeper pattern that maybe needs to be looked at and yeah. isn't cool, you know? True. Yeah. Um, because like, managers can have favorites. Maybe there's a favorite employee who doesn't get reprimanded or their problems don't get you know, talked about or their their difficulties don't get talked about or fixed, which could affect the other staff members because then they have to make up for this employee's, you know, right. di- uh, mistakes or errors. Right. And that could be from a multitude of reasons, whether the manager has codependent issues on their own or they feel like that employee needs special attention for any reason or they're worried about how this employee is going to react to being reprimanded. Mm-hmm. These are all examples of yeah. why a manager would might, might be codependent towards yeah. a particular employee. Yeah. Because the, either, even though they're the manager, they could fall on the giver or the taker role of codependency relationship. So yes. Yes. it can be mo- different motivations, but can kind of look like, oh, they're the favorite, but really they're just not they're trying to keep the peace with that person over anything else. Right. Which obviously isn't the best way to handle that. They should still be reprimanded and treated as every other employee without, you know, um, taking into account really how they're going to react because it's a workplace. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Michael Scott. There are rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a great example. Right. A majorly codependent boss. Absolutely. That's, and we didn't even like discuss that before no. we were planning this episode, but Mm-mm. is that not the more the perfect example <laughs> of like a codependent boss, yes. you know, and how he treats that office. He treats it like, you know, yeah. There's always there's so many good lines about how they're calling out Michael for treating everyone like his friends instead mm-hmm. of like this is a workplace Michael they're constantly exactly. having to remind him or in like when they're trying to make the decision between the new chairs or the new copier and he's like why don't you guys decide yeah, yeah like he can't make any of the decisions because he doesn't want anyone to be mad at him yes yeah have you per- have you personally worked for a boss like this before um. I don't think so actually. Hmm. Well, no, maybe maybe one person, but actually, you know what? Now that I'm now that I'm thinking about this, yes, because they didn't want to say no to anybody. Mm, that's you know? rough. Yeah. And then it kind of started on these started these work processes that didn't work, mm-hmm. but we were just doing them because. Lo and behold, this boss had the opportunity to say no or to set it up a certain way, but didn't want to because he just was not wanting to say no to anyone or make anyone mad. So there wasn't a favorite. It was he didn't want that with anyone. So he was just kind of saying, sure, 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 sure. And then 
these systems collided and don't work together yeah. and we're all just trying to make it work and we're like how did we get here <laughs> yeah yeah and then now you're all because he said shirt everything everyone's doing it chaotically there's mm-hmm. not one specific way to do something everyone's confused yeah what yeah. about you yeah um I was just thinking, because right as I asked you that, I was like, I should probably have an answer for this as well, now that I've put Megan <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I thought of that, because at first, well, like you said earlier, you kind of don't think about it. Yeah. I didn't think about it in terms of this. I just thought about it in terms of the work. Right, right. But it is a relationship. There are patterns of socio-emotional relationship patterns. Right. In the workplace that create the dynamics, that create the systems. Right, right, absolutely. And that... The, the, the example I came up with right now in my head was there was a supervisor or a manager that I worked for at Panera like years oh, ago. Yeah. Um, his or her name was, no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to give specifics. But like it um, back in the day, I remember this particular boss, they had a really hard time coming up with specific decisions for things. And so uh, me being right underneath, like being the um, the shift lead underneath that manager, I would often have to make big decisions for this person in regards to the cafe because it was like they wouldn't do it. And I would be like, it's hard to explain, but I would like, you know, what are we going to do about this or what are we going to do? And he's like, um, (laughs) you know, and he would just like. Like hemming and hawing, trying not to have to make the decision. Yeah. And he would often result to just other people making it for him or just, you know, and that was me that always stuck out. It's like, Mm -hmm. what the heck, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now I have to make all your decisions. Yeah. And I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, my God. That's so true. Yeah. And the another way that this can come out, which I think is a is more of the taker role of a codependent relationship, is if the manager is really micromanaging. Yes. Controls your every oh move. My gosh. Always has to oversee it. Doesn't trust you to do the work. And I've had more of those bosses versus mm. the one that I explained in the beginning. I feel like... <laughs> It is probably more common because to get to the boss level, people have to have this level of confidence. And I'm not saying these type of people often, I think, are not the best bosses. But I do think that in general, those are the people who get to the boss level. Yes. They're the big Bowsers. The big (laughs) Bowsers. Because they have that, that confidence and control of a situation to, like... I don't know. I don't want to say manipulate, but like get themselves to that position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to the point where they, yeah, it's hard to explain, but like, yeah, they've they've controlled enough aspects to get to where they're at. I guess. Yeah, and you know, once you're in that position, it kind of might bring that out in you because you have the power. Yes, that's a that's another good point, right? Like you might not know that you are those things until mm-hmm. you get into a role of power like that, and all of a sudden you're, you're like, oh, I do make the decision. I do. I can tell you what to do. Yes, you know. Yes, and that actually brings me to one other example, which I have to mention right now is mm-hmm. there was another manager at Panera who loved to <laughs> Panera, Panera needs manager. to work on their managers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the. Um, the main, take the main takeaway, <laughs> yeah, is they just need all new management. <laughs> um, no shade to Panera. Love their support bread us and like <laughs> support us, sponsor us. How do we totally? <laughs> and this just... pod is sponsored by Panera. Just letting you guys know. That's what they wanted us to tell you about their managerial staff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I had a manager at Panera who would literally and like. I was on the line, so I was in charge of making sandwiches, salads, and soups Mm because I didn't want to be a registered person. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'll make the food, whatever, like be in the back. 
she would be behind my shoulder. <laughs> like, I can feel her breath on my no, neck ew. while I'm making a sandwich. And oh she'll be gosh. like, that's not enough horseradish. And I'll be like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm looking. And I have, like, a, a cheat sheet in front of me. I'm going based off what they're telling me. Yeah. Like, one little slab of horseradish. Right. And she's just like, yeah, no. Or it would be like, that's too much. And, you know, you're going to be losing. The co- the company's going to lose money if you oh keep my putting. Gosh. And I'm like, Jesus, no. Don't eat. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I just give away your you, bagels at the end like, of the day. Like throwing down the knife and turning around going, Jesus, no. No. <laughs> no. I should have. I know. But like this is the crazy. cafe that gives away bagels at the end of the day. Don't yeah, tell me that I'm putting exactly. too much horseradish on Exactly. And also I think that the people who love to micromanage, they will always find something to criticize. It's yeah. always the smallest thing because they are trying to, it's almost like they have to justify why they're standing behind you yes right so they have to say something right you know but they just want to stand there to make sure it's done exactly the Mm -hmm. way that they oh my gosh but their rubric is changing constantly you know oh it's too little it's too much even if it could you could have done the exact same amount of horseradish she doesn't have like eyes of a hawk she doesn't exactly know she's not measuring it she's you know it probably wasn't that different Right. But her rubric is constantly changing so that she'll have something to say to you. Exactly. And, okay, so just a quick tidbit on this. My current supervisor with my current job, without getting myself in trouble or anything, I'll start just, like, talking about crap. <laughs> no, she's great. But what I'm saying is she also has a way of micromanaging, but mm-hmm. in that way of what you just said, which is, like, that's why it's confusing, though, is yeah. she'll tell me something, and it'll be this one, this this time, but the next time she'll be like, well, no, mm-hmm. it needs to be this. But it's like she... Like, why? That's opposite of what you said last time. Yeah, but she's doing it in a way of, like, I need to, I need you to always be dependent on me yeah, in this yeah, way. Yeah. Like, I need you to really ask me how to do this each yeah. time. And it's like, that makes no sense. She's like, it's like a mama bird grabbing her little baby bird back saying, don't fly. Don't yeah. fly, little baby. I know. <laughs> little baby bird. And that, it, literally, she's trying to clip my wings. Yeah. And I'm just trying Ugh. to soar here. Trying to soar. <laughs> soar. Let's please say that to her next time we have a conversation. <laughs> <sighs> Listen, I'm just trying to soar. Listen, Linda, we're breaking free. <laughs> soaring. She's like, you are um, singing a lot this episode. And I never... <laughs> This is atrocious. This is the one episode I'll never listen back again to. Sorry, listeners. I'm just... I love it. Okay. 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 Moving on. So another thing that they can do is take credit for your work. Yes. You do all the work. And then they take credit from their boss. Especially if it's middle management and they have a boss. They're taking credit for the work that the people below them are doing when the big boss says... Thank you. Well, they're the medium Bowser. And then the big <laughs> Bowser above them says, good job, medium Bowser. And then he says, yeah, you know, yeah. I that was me. <laughs> not, not not Mario, Luigi, and Yoshi, who yeah. are all the actual workers doing the work. Right, right. It was it was little Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played Mario? Oh, yeah. or were you ever a big Mario player? Yes. Oh, you yes. were? Okay. Loved it so much. Okay. I was too. <laughs> But, like, I completely get this in Bowser terms, terms. right? Yeah. This is making total sense. And this will make sense to everyone else as well. <laughs> uh, I really, I haven't had this happen all that much. Taking credit for your ideas. Them taking credit for yeah, me neither. my stuff. But I don't know. I can see. I'm sure yeah. that happens in many workplaces. And it's definitely, like, a, yeah, major. Yeah. I can see why codependency would make them do that. But I personally don't have a story about that. 
I do not either. Um, but the next one says they gossip about other employees with mm. you. This is big because I think yeah. to this is really common just in relationship in general that you kind of bond over like we hate the same things or we're judging the same things. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then when you're in a workplace, there's a professionalism line that I think if you're in a codependent relationship is crossed because all they're wanting to do is have connection and have peace. And so those professionalism lines or boundaries don't exist yes. in their mind, which is the whole point. It's like thing people are doing things to an unhealthy level. Right. You know? Right. They're not maintaining the boundaries necessary between mm-hmm. manager and employee. Yeah. And now they've involved you in it. And that yeah. just creates a toxic... And then you're the employee, so what are you supposed to do? Tell them, yeah. you know, then that becomes that work dynamic of, like, you're my boss, so can I tell you to stop it? Can I... Do I have to just go, <laughs> Yeah. You know, and pretend like I don't care that you're saying that, or... And it's kind of crazy, because if you think about it, like, we... All of us always focus on, like, sexual harassment in the workplace, which is a big one, obviously, we mm. all know exists. But, like, there's other ways that can create an unhealthy, toxic environment just by, like, gossiping Mm -hmm. or, like, being that manager that just doesn't keep a firm line between manager and employee, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's crazy just to think of, like, how that all sorry. I'm just thinking of Michael Scott when he spread all those rumors to cover the fact that he spread a rumor. (laughs) (laughs) Only one of them was true. Oh my god! And then what? There wasn't one of them like a another true thing, like of uh-huh. Jim and Pam actually being friends. And then she like covered for Stanley. Yeah. And then one of them was that. Oh my gosh, that Andy was gay, and he kept going, "Am I gay?" <laughs> the whole episode was about him trying to figure that, out. asking Oscar questions. If Brad Pitt tried to kiss me, I wouldn't necessarily stop him. him. <laughs> and Oscar was like, "I, I." I you might yeah. be gay. I don't know. You, you might, might be gay. <laughs> and he's just more confused at the end of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Another good office anecdote. I feel like we could just be quoting The Office. I mean, literally yes. every episode addresses <laughs> this. Just watch The Office. Don't even listen to the rest of this podcast. Just watch The Office. Stop what you're doing right now. Stop. Okay, stop. Go pause. <laughs> or go watch. But this next one I think is huge. Actually, is what I talked about earlier about the boss that I had. Afraid to rock the boat, which shows up as not advocating for clients' needs. So, like, yes. he was just saying yes, yes, yes to everything that was coming down from the big bowser. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we had to do it, and we were like, this doesn't make sense. Right. And it's really causing a lot of productivity issues, and we, like, r- can't get it done. It doesn't – it yeah. literally is impossible, and yet you've agreed to it for us. You know? Right. And And – I don't want to say their job is to rock the boat, but it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. As little Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> as little Bowser. You got to shake things up for Mario and Luigi. Yes. Come on. Oh, my gosh. And, and, I'm, and the whole game. I'm weighing a decision to take a more, like, middle management job right now. And as I was reading through these, I was like, that one is the one I would struggle with the most. Yes. And I really need, this is helping me because I need to think about it in that sense, not just, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Right. It's like, okay, my codependency is taking over and I'm not wanting to rock the boat, but there are boundaries and I need to be strong enough to set them. Right. That's why I'm in this job because I'm doing it for other people. Right. And that's, I think, the difference between, you know, well, this is a different topic, but like people who are in managerial or lead positions, I think that's why humility is the most important 
aspect of oh my taking on that job because yeah. you know that you are supporting other people. You're not trying to control other people. Yes, you know? yes. And that's the difference between a good boss and a bad boss mm-hmm. is one who looks at it as a supportive role to the staff versus a how do I control you to suit my needs type thing. Yeah. And it's making the decision for the best interest of the company and the whole versus like making the decision that it's going to appease that one person Mm -hmm. or employee at the moment. Right. Well, and this next one is almost, I feel like the same as the one we just said, but difficulty saying no to unreasonable demands. So then leads to excessive workload, but that's kind of the same, right? It's like, you're not rocking the boat. You're not saying no. Therefore, all of these people below you are getting screwed <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and um the difficulty saying no to those things is only screws you over at the mm-hmm. end of the day because then now you're working sometimes overtime or whatever picking up for other mm-hmm. people's slack yeah when you didn't necessarily want to do that but you were uncomfortable to say no to extra work and that's that thing in codependency of other people's needs are more important than yours yes so you hear a request and you think oh my god i have to do that oh my gosh yeah even though no that's not true you don't have to. You don't have to watch people's pets if you don't. If you <laughs> listen to our last episode, okay, I talked about to that because yeah. that's a great example of this exact thing. But yeah. I mean, it's it's the same, and that's why I think it's important to talk about in different contexts. Is because again, it's all the same root. Yeah. But it looks different in different settings. And like we said at the beginning of this, we didn't even think about this in regards to the workplace. Which is a huge, it's like, like, duh. Huge part know? of our lives. So it was yeah. kind of skirting by me. Yeah. And then. I, again, I wasn't aware of it, therefore I couldn't do anything about it. Right. And the last one is always available, which I think is a big one for the givers if they're in the managerial position. If someone asks for your time or has a question and you're in the middle of something and they say, do you have a minute? You're always going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Come in, come in, come in. Yeah, yeah. Even though you could be like, can you, can you give me five minutes? Right. I'll call you in five minutes. Right. You know? My manager, I, I love her to death, but she doesn't, she has a hard time with this. She mm-hmm. is always available to, mm-hmm. the, to the detriment of her work. Yeah. So she'll tell me how she's super behind on a lot of mm-hmm. tasks. And like, I notice on our work system, you can tell when people leave notes in certain files. Uh, she leaves notes at like one or two in the morning. Wow. She works at crazy hours. That's horrible. Because during her eight hour day, she's catering to what her boss needs, what her employees need. Wow. And when she meets with me, I'll, I'll say, hey, I, I have a question on a certain thing. Can you you like help me she'll be like sure no no problem she'll drop what she does and then she'll spend 45 minutes explaining what could be a 10 minute call of how to help me on that thing and again that's actually probably going back earlier to what you were saying about her needing to kind of control and micromanage you exactly right you know it comes down to that yeah as well and so this is you know I can it's funny because I didn't even think of my manager when we were talking about all this but now I'm like kind of seeing it in my personal situation like my manager is definitely codependent in a lot of ways yeah and sometimes it's helpful to see that and just be able to recognize it in other people in a managerial when it's your manager it's hard because do you discuss that with them can you probably not so then and then you're left to think okay can I manage this with my own boundaries to a point where I'm okay with it or do I have to look for another job exactly you know and that's where I slip up is like we talked about before it takes two to tango it's not just that she's having these 45 minute calls it's also that I'm not setting a boundary yeah, like I have place. 10 minutes exactly I mean like hey I just have this one question can mm-hmm. you help me quickly I really gotta go yeah and it helps her too because mm-hmm. if she's having a hard time setting boundaries for herself yeah. and if someone's got to set the boundary exactly. you know otherwise we're both talking someone for... has to be the adult in this room 
Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like a lot of the times we look to other people to set those boundaries when we need to be taking charge and yes. setting these boundaries, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about employee dynamic. Yes. When you're, when the yeah. employee is the co- is codependent. I mean, it takes two to tango, so obviously if the manager was codependent, there's a di- another person involved there. But if you're right. looking through the lens of the employee, right. it could look like the suck-up or the teacher's pet. You know, that's kind of colloquially what we've labeled it. But when people always are seeking validation from the person in charge, right? you know, I think that's a huge red flag of codependency. And you know what's funny is, I I don't know, I was going to ask you if you ever struggle with this, but I didn't think I was the quote-unquote suck-up until I started seeing it in a different lens. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't see myself as that teacher's pet of, like, totally stereotypical status quo teacher's pet. But in a way, I do have my little ways of looking, seeking validation off everything I do. And I think if you think about it, it's probably why a lot of workplaces come up with award systems and like uh, constantly giving that positive reassurance. I mean, some companies aren't good at this at all, but there's other companies who have come around to really be like, we need to come up with more ways to reassure our employees that we're proud of them and that we're happy that they're doing a good job. Not just pizza once a month. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so like, I think companies are starting to move in that direction, but it's funny just like looking at it from a lens of like... Maybe I am this way in my workplace as well, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't think of myself in as like a traditional suck up, but there are definitely ways where I might phrase a question to my employer, kind of asking like, is that what you're looking for? Or, Mm. you know, looking for the confirmation, even though I'd already done the assignment or whatever the thing, the task is already done. You don't really need to ask them about it, but you want to just to hear that it was good. Exactly. Like I I already knew it was right. I just want Mm. that little more positive. I want you to notice that. Exactly. Yes. I do feel like it could be, that's a normal thing though. Yeah. When, um you are kind of starved of validation like like yeah. in you know what i mean like because employees don't get that a lot yes i think maybe you not that's natural to want that right a little, a little bit so i i don't know that that's necessarily the same i feel like maybe when it crosses an unhealthy boundary of like you are trying to put other people down to get that validation. You're not doing your, you know, your True. current job to try to get the validation. You're you're sucking the time from the other person to try to get them to look at what you're doing. You know what I mean? True. So if it's like at a, a detriment to someone else or Maybe. something. But what the only way, as I'm saying, that this was unhealthy is a lot of the times I already know I did the task correctly. Yes, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Whereas I'm kind of like, I just want to make sure. It's like, obviously is this good? to get that. Yeah, yeah. Respect. Yeah, and that's really just for my gain only. Totally. (laughs) What about difficulty making their own decisions throughout the day? Like um, if there's some sort of pattern of the day that you guys have established, like for example, this used to happen at my work where there were two other employees and they would always have lunch together Mm -hmm. in this one spot. And I felt like I... I, I mean, I wanted to have lunch with them. I liked them. But mm. I felt like I couldn't not have lunch with them because that was the thing we do at yes, lunch. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Yes. And so I feel like that can so easily happen of, like, this is our morning routine. We meet in here and have coffee or we always have lunch um, from this time to this time together and we don't go out and get anything and we, you know, all, all of us have to be here. or You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what immediately came to mind is the episode of Friends where Ross is 
uh, or no, Ross gets Joey a job at the museum. As, oh, yeah. As like a gift mm-hmm. shop person. And at lunchtime, Ross sits with all the scientists and then uh, Joey has to sit with all the gift shop people because yes. there's like a... That's how it is. That's how it is. That's the standard. Mm-hmm. And Joey gets mad and is like, I want to sit with my best friend Ross. Yeah. Like, why do we Why do we have to be separated at these tables of like gift shop employees and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that is another example of like there are different um, hierarchies within yeah. that, and then you feel if you're not complying to that, mm-hmm. you feel some type of way. You don't yeah. want to be the person who doesn't comply. Exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, again, the colloquial word might be clicky. There we go. Yeah. But but it is, I think, rooted in that codependent. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to yes. make this different. I don't want other people to look at me weird or think that I'm changing things. You know, exactly. That's the root of not changing it or not thinking outside the box, thinking outside the click. Right. You know, right. absolutely. Yep. What about justifying others' mistakes? Yeah. Or accepting other people's mistakes as your own. Both are kind of similar. Both are the same. And this, I would say, is a very popular dynamic between mm. employee to employee, right? Yeah. We're either, like, covering for someone who needs covering, so we'll, like, take the brunt of it. Or yeah. it's just um, justifying their mistakes and trying to make it seem like it's okay mm-hmm. without really being like, you know, listen, mm-hmm. this isn't happening. That wasn't cool. Yeah. Let's not do it again. Right. Yeah, and I think I do that when people say, like, sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, act like it literally, like, why are you even mentioning that? Like, why are you even, oh, my God, don't, yes. you know, and you go into this whole act of, like, yeah, I literally really have never thought about that my entire life. I never even noticed that that happened. You know, yes. you go so overboard to be like, it's fine. Right. When maybe, you know, okay, thanks. Right. No big deal. Like, yeah, we'll just try to make that not happen again. How hard is that? God. <laughs> and, uh, right. And I think uh, the dynamic I'm thinking about right now is because I've been a trainer at other positions in my life. I feel like you might have as well, like yeah. training other people to right. their jobs. To do that same job. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime you're like training a new employee, a lot of it is like, you know, the balance between when they do make a mistake is showing them like, okay, yeah, that was a mistake, but this is how we learn from it, how we grow up, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, this is the hardest, one of the hardest things to not do if you're a codependent. If you're in a trainer role and you're trying to train someone at a position, um, sometimes you'll just, you know, oh, no, 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 it's fine. And you'll try and clean up their messes. Whereas you're in a training role, you should be able to clearly and stately you know, clearly express, you know. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. That's the hardest thing for me in the training position. Yes. Is to say just clearly this happened. This is what should have happened. Right. And not assigning good or bad to it. Once again, right. We're going back to the binary Mm -hmm. concept of like, oh, this is good and this is bad. Mm -hmm. And I have fallen to this trap of thinking all the time because Mm -hmm. we were born to, or we were raised to think that certain things are good, certain things are bad. That's not nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing's not necessary. <laughs> you just did it wrong, and it's yeah, fine. It's it doesn't fine. mean. Let's just move on. Yeah. And sometimes I really do feel that way. Like I'm not fighting this. Like, oh, I don't want to think of them as bad because they did this bad thing. I really don't think that they're yeah. bad or that situation is bad. I really am just saying this is this, and this is how it should be. Right. But I'm so in my head about how it's coming out exactly. that I go overboard trying to make it sound like. It, I almost liked it that they did that <laughs> no, thing wrong. Right. It's, it's, no, it's fine. It's it was, in fact, I loved it. That was amazing. Yeah. You, know, I, you were supposed to do that. Like, tell them the exact the opposite. opposite. That is the right way to uh-huh. do That is by company standard. <laughs> like, completely opposite. I mean, really, that is... A, a, all, that 
I almost do that. Yeah, That's right. how codependent I am. It's like, no, that wasn't a mistake that at all. Mistake the at entire all. system, the entire system, like, shuts <laughs> Everything's down. Everything's deleting. Like, yeah. as I'm talking behind me, there's, there's files are deleting. <laughs> the, uh. the computer lights on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This has this to happen good. every couple months. <laughs> uh, okay, last one. Accepting other people's work without compensation or recognition. Yeah, yeah. So you just take it on. Yes. Without getting paid more, without someone noticing or anything like that. This is highly codependent for many reasons, but Mm -hmm. a big one is just you taking on the brunt of things and not seeing your own needs or wants. You might Mm -hmm. have skipped lunch that day to Mm -hmm. take on extra Mm -hmm. workload. Mm -hmm. You might have ignored having a conversation with your coworkers or ignored an opportunity where you could have had... Uh, a looser day that day but be, because you're putting so much on yourself yeah you put the expectation I need to get all this extra work done by the end of the day and all mm-hmm. this stuff so I think um, I know a few people in my life who have this dynamic with their jobs uh, I I don't <laughs> um, I don't take on uh, more work than is what is needed yeah. and um, we'll talk about that in the next segment but uh yeah, I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with, though, is taking on way more work than what their job even requires yeah. because they don't want to say no, you yeah. know? And it's it's definitely, you need to set those boundaries in the mm-hmm. workplace. You need to say no when it's necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about how to do that. So action yeah. plan. What do I do if this is my situation? Right. Oh, well, of course, recognize the problem. That's always our first step. That's always the first step. And in each moment, recognize what's happening. What's the yeah. dynamic? Is my manager being codependent right now? Am I being codependent? Is that person being codependent? Are we all being codependent? And how and why? Who's the giver? Who's the taker? What are my motivations? Not in a blame way. Just see what's going on. Yeah. See it objectively and not, not, you know, the way you want to see it, but just literally see it for what it is. Find the pattern. Yeah. And then next step would be decide what you need in that Mm -hmm. moment. And and along with that is setting the boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. What do you need in that moment to be successful at your position? What do you need this other person to provide you with? And so on and so forth. And then set the boundaries to do so. And then actually set those boundaries. And that's a really hard part. But then guess what's the even harder part? Afterwards, brace yourself for that reaction. Right. Because like we said in the last one, everybody has a dance. Mm -hmm. And if you were dancing the tango with somebody and then you all of a sudden start dancing the salsa, they are still dancing the tango thinking, what the heck? You have changed this. It's your fault. You're messing this pattern up when really you're trying to move into health. And so you have to just kind of pace yourself with their reaction because it might not be pretty or comfortable, but you know that what you're trying to do is better for you and for them. Absolutely. And anytime you disrupt a pattern, it's going to be noticeable, especially to the other person. So like you said, brace yourself. They are uh, a lot. They could act positive towards that change, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times they are not familiar with the change. So they will respond negatively. And what you do is you have to really stick your feet into the ground and say, look, 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 that is. Yeah. Listen and look. Listen that was look. that was the combined <laughs> word for that. Look well, I think we need to make that a new word. Yeah. So yes. you got to look in, in the moment and just see what's up. But another thing I wanted to say with this is just a quick tidbit on um, 
bracing yourself for the reaction, yes, but also just a, 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 tar, a term that has been thrown around millennials a lot lately is silently quitting. Mm. And I just thought it'd be funny to kind of just quickly talk on this subject yeah. is because I find it interesting because um, the, the concept is essentially silently quitting means let's just do what is necessary to get through the job and I'm not going to be like taking at, at least this is how I'm taking it mm-hmm. of like I'm going to do I guess the bare minimum mm-hmm. uh, and not overexert myself yeah. anymore for it's kind of a bow out like I'm just bowing out of all of what's been happening and I'm just going to do the minimal right because I think we're all of us millennials have been in the workplace for as long as we have now and we're tired of being overworked and we're tired of not getting compensated for that overwork. Yeah. And so a lot of us coined this term silently quitting. And I wanted to see what you thought about it. Um, because there's a, a good, I mean, I understand the concept, but there's also a negative connotation to it. Yeah. We also don't want to just do the bare minimum. Totally. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I feel like there's a time and place for that. Again, like we said before, if your manager is exhibiting these behaviors, you really can't talk to them. You don't trust them. I think it might be time to look for another job. Yeah. You know, but... If you are seeing these patterns and you're noticing that you're a part of them, I think that instead of silently quitting, instead of letting yourself get, you know, to get to that point of wanting to silently quit because you're so overwhelmed and you hate these patterns and you feel like crap at work, recognize why you feel that way and then start to set boundaries. Yeah. So that your work life is more reasonable and more healthy and more tolerable for you, you know, when it becomes an untenable position, that's when you want to bow out of everything because you're just so overwhelmed. I can't even do this anymore. Exactly. But don't let it get to that position. I think there are steps before the silently quitting phenomena, you know. Okay. And I, I, I totally agree with you. I think I was trying to. Yeah, I was thinking about this topic, and I feel like I don't think we need to resort ourselves to that, mm-hmm. although I, I get the notion of mm-hmm. it. It's just, it's all about setting the proper boundaries so that mm-hmm. you don't burn out to the point yes. where you're like, man, I'm just going to do my bare minimum. Because at the yeah. end of the day, that's only going to short you by giving yes. the bare minimum because you're not going to feel good about the work exactly. you're doing, right? And so we don't want to take anything away from our self-esteem, especially because if we're codependent, we're working on yeah. uh, getting a healthy mm-hmm. self-esteem. So we don't want to do anything that will um, jeopardize that by doing our bare minimum. But what we can do is set the necessary boundaries in place so that we have a healthy day, a healthy work day, that we can leave our job at the office and go have fun. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. And on that, we'll say... Do you like us? Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.